Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to IGN UK podcast number 298. My name is Gav Murphy and this week I'm joined by... I've got to do my own... Yes, do it. I'll Daniel. do you. Daniel Kruper. Hello. And... Alex Simmons. There we go. And this week we've been not enjoying the BBC... Introducing yourself. The BBC's Coding Week, uh, which has been on BBC all week. And it's like a sort of initiative. It's called like Digital First or something like that, about getting people into coding. Um, so... We first heard about this a while ago, yeah. and in principle, I thought it sounds like a great idea. You yeah. know, a big corporation like the BBC, massive media giant, getting behind something that we all believe in. It's a brilliant industry, the games industry. Wouldn't it be great to show such a thing, such a successful industry, yeah. in a positive light? And it hasn't really. It hasn't. No. Not really. Oh, some of it has. Some of it has. Most of it hasn't, I think. Must I, be balanced like the BBC. Yes. Well, I think the, the worst thing... Really? <laughs> that's what they strive for balance. they do but I would, you have to I'm strive sure for something they... in order to achieve it I, I think the BBC get unfairly slagged off quite a lot because I think the BBC is brilliant but like the main thing that I watched was the game changers and I just felt I thought we were going to leave with this yeah. that wasn't very good yeah it was awful yeah I actually think it was actively bad it's yeah. reductive um, it showed gamers in a really really awful light and I don't think it, it just seemed really pointless well, um, so uh, let's take a step back so issues. the idea was is that it's obviously going to tell the story of the most successful game of all time Grand yeah. Theft Auto uh, and then as we got nearer to kind of finding out more details then actually it was going to tell one very small part yeah. of that i.e. The, the feud between Rockstar Games and Jack Thompson the attorney who yeah. uh, was the moral crusader for the whole of the US pretty much that's right um, Rockstar were not involved nope. in the um, the creation of the the show. Nope. And even that, for me, was the first kind of like you know many of the scenes have been over dramatized. I forget the wording, but it was yeah. something like that. Timelines have been changed. The stuff has been over dramatized. So immediately I was like, okay, right, I get that. That's that's what dramatizations are. Yeah. But it wasn't very dramatic a lot of the time. I thought it was just really flat. Yeah. So I thought the writing was bad because nobody has a human interaction no. no they're always outlining bullet points yeah. and like putting forward arguments <clears throat> or explaining what they're doing like just yeah. unnatural that like the design meetings which should be really fascinating yeah. they talk about he talks about the project that I don't think Sam Hauser would ever talk in that way like yeah, yeah. constantly saying what we need to do with the game yeah. Yeah. you wouldn't do that I don't yeah. think you would you would just be talking about right we need to work on like um, animation like, you'd yeah. be more specific it was just yeah. so like someone like him who inauthentic is incredibly in touch with every area of his product yeah just came across as well somebody who doesn't really understand anything just, just sends people like, off he's quite skittish as well like, he's kind of all over the place you don't really know like, he, and he looks really detached from everything like yeah. he's just sending this dude who's flying around the like, world I didn't get that what's he doing yeah. like a door to door salesman well, that, that, I guess that was meant to be that this shows how like overworked that guy was I think yeah. be like, but, oh, got it's a global product yeah. but part of the problem with that was that they didn't really give any backstory to any mm. of these characters were but what, exactly. they, um, just, like, what they did obviously it focused yeah exactly 
I like still, Dan Houser, I'm who, not quite sure who this Jamie guy was. Yeah. No. To the point where I was like, I need to Google him. Yeah. Uh, and I know a bit about Rockstar, but yeah, Dan Houser, He's Sam's the, brother, which is mentioned the Oxford in graduate. Passing. Yeah. Um, writes the games. Who's also, the chief writer for GTA. Yeah. And um, there's another like. Yeah, well, I, get, I get like obviously they're massively weaned on American culture, yeah. Yeah. but they painfully outline that. Oh, and one yeah. thing, there's just a scene where they're just they're just saying movies to each other, just yeah. names of movies. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> all right, we all like movies. Yeah. yeah, we don't just sit around just saying names of movies to each other. You would. That's the thing. I think you're right. I think uh, my. I think the problem is a lot of the stuff that they say is taken from like transcripts of like depositions and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. even though it might be accurate, whereas you know Sam Houser might have said, "Oh, we wanted to make the first black yeah. character lead character in a video game." That might be actually something that he said, but it been is said in an interview thing. So yeah. Yeah. when he says when, when you, you put it into a character's himself. voice and a character's like mouth to come out of, it just sounds like you're being interviewed or he's talking in sound yeah. bites. And it's like yeah. no one talks like that. Yeah, because it wouldn't. It would be a more been interesting discussion, absolutely. Yeah. Rather absolutely. than just like, because yeah, I guess like if a lot of that's taken from statements that's yeah. after the game has met, been made, mm. and yet he's talking about it before it's been made, so it's like it yeah. doesn't feel right. Yeah, and saying it's quite hard to do. Like if you're really into a certain subject, yeah, so then watch a movie. Obviously, you're you've got an ear for like what sounds like an authentic bit of dialogue. Yeah, and I think like tech stuff, anything to do with like technologies, really easy to make it a little bit rubbish yeah. yeah but like we were talking about the social network yeah that's a movie about something quite recent yeah involves real people mm-hmm. obviously written by a very talented writer Aaron yeah. Sorkin yeah. but a lot of that doesn't never comes across like oh I don't yeah yeah, yeah. Apart from one line, you said. Yeah, there's. The, I mean, there's one line where he, you know that, that line where he goes, um, "People just don't walk around with their relationship stairs above their," and he sort of just like, oh, "I've got an idea," and then he runs off, and like that's. But, but nothing yeah. is, like Zuckerberg says in that movie. He, like you get a sense of who he is as a character, yeah. Like, yeah. and whether that's true to life and or not, for the purposes of a drama, that, it's you great. Absolutely, know, yeah. dick. absolutely. And he's like yeah. ignoring that yeah. girl. Like yeah. first scene, and he's ignoring that girl. He's like, "I know something about this guy." Yeah. yeah. Whereas Sam Howell's just like shouting, "What GTA?" Yeah. <laughs> it was really I think the all the overall sort of attitude of the entire week I think has been really sort of it's that same thing anytime you see anything about video games is one of like three different feelings and like that Charlie Brooker thing which you know did like the history of video games like I thought that was going to be really good because the people involved were really talented and then it's just one of these things it's got that same old thing which is like video games, video eh? games. people people, people yeah. play them they're and a thing sometimes they make more than movies and it's just like it's always the same thing it's like but they are violent is that, is that hurting it's just yeah. like it's the same questions over and over again yeah. it's like have we not moved on from this that's the thing because well, you would have thought like the people that are going to watch Game Change Mm. you would assume are people who are into video games so yeah but do you not think I, think, I, 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 think, I think they want to cast wider as yeah, well definitely. okay well maybe yeah. but then but at least there is a way of catering for both audiences yeah. without yeah. being like, so stupid and dumbing it, it down yeah. I know it's a great Although, coup like to I didn't think he was I didn't think he yeah. had the kind of he didn't have anything to, to do pull it off. Yeah. yeah maybe but um, I just get the sense I, that Sam Hauser it may be skittish maybe yeah. probably is very sweary very angry and probably like imagine being put in that situation where yeah. you've got to deal with that but he just didn't have the kind of the chops I know, I know what you mean I know this is like a made for a TV but I don't think, you know they've got Daniel Radcliffe in it it's a big Hollywood star um, you know like Jobs is coming out soon yeah, yeah. Fastbender and early write-ups it's like he looks nothing like Steve Jobs and yeah. but he's getting rave reviews for his performance yeah. but again yeah. this is Aaron Sorkin film it's like based on real life but I'm sure you'll get to know what drove that exactly. character yeah, yeah. 
Um, but even so like some of the stuff with Jack Thompson where you see the impact that it has on his family with the hate calls and on his son at school and all that kind of stuff it sort of starts to go that way but then you don't it doesn't yeah. really go anywhere because it. it's, like, it's, it's, it's 90 minutes it's not short it's no. feature length but yeah. it feels really thin like yeah. it doesn't feel yeah. like I don't really remember well, it feels like it takes dramatic in a, moments or anything yeah, really it's, it's just like Tilly made a really good point where it feels like a couple of times it's building towards a cl- like it's really big moment mm. but then it doesn't really happen like, it, like at the beginning it feels yeah. like it's building towards this really big court scene and the court scene gets chucked out in about 30 seconds yeah. Yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, okay yeah, so yeah. that one's over yeah. and then it's like okay now it feels like it's building towards something else and then that doesn't happen either like yeah, it's the hot like, coffee stuff comes in yeah. later on exactly and then yeah. the deposition that Daniel Radcliffe goes into is just about two minutes long it's just him in front of like three people in a room because I it's thought really that odd. scene was going to be much much bigger yeah yeah because yeah. you like, said it was coming up and I, I blinked and missed it but also the way that like his Those lawyers were saying scene. like yeah. you know like we're going to go easy on you compared to the feds and I was yeah. like oh well, this is going to be the big scene and you're right it was just yeah, like an thought, office in the middle of nowhere <laughs> like, yeah it was really anticlimactic but that. it was like yeah. oh you were in there for nine hours yeah. it's like well you didn't show anything you didn't, <laughs> there was none of the argument yeah. or like no. him like, having to kind of st- it was just like they like fight the corner for games just, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. because that's a, the dramatic scene that's yeah. like they you done, can't handle the truth they could have done exactly. a really cool scene you know like in Hunger like that sort of like one shot scene with um, Fassbender and uh, the guy from Game of Thrones like they could have done a really good scene with that with him just like one shot of everything and him laying everything out on the table didn't do that though, did yeah no. Uh, yeah. And then that ending, yeah, oh, where, where he gets in the car and it's all like weird, horrible. Well, I, I, to be honest, I thought a lot of the kind of whether it green screen montage stuff was mm. just so awful. Like the the bit at the beginning where you've got the stereotypical guy with glazed like, over eyes like, yeah. running around GTA with a you made the point. <laughs> you made the point. It's like. <laughs> Anyone you can't play GTA no. like that. You just yeah. like get arrested like or killed. We'll be finished. Within you won't seconds. play that for that long. <laughs> and the, tr- the harsh reality is, when you play GTA, you're driving for ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> yeah. And oh, you might go through a red light. Yeah. That's you, it. Yeah. So the other thing as well, and you were in this grouper. Are video games really that bad? Which all straight away, I've got no. Yeah. In, except the fact that you were in it, I've got no interest yeah. in watching that because so, it's already laid out its so I, opinion on the table. Are so, video games really that bad? They're not bad yeah. at all. So I suppose oh. the BBC about this documentary. Like, I think even the end of last year they were mm. researching it and the guy who like heads up Horizon really into video games yeah. plays video games you know like like we all do like properly into them yeah and I filmed the bit for it back in July or something and I didn't know the title of it until like a couple of weeks ago and I, when I saw the title come through on an email I was just a bit like crazy so, so, I, think so I was I was being interviewed for an hour about a variety yeah. of topics and subjects and you know the thrust of the show is always going to be a, an examination because Horizon is BBC's flagship yeah. science programme that yeah. is their angle it's just to me the title strikes me as unscientific in the sense that our video game is really that bad really is How the word it's really the word because you're yeah. proceeding from an assumption rather than testing it exactly yeah because you can read really in two ways are they really that bad as in um, are they bad for you at all? Yeah. yeah. Or you can read it as they are bad for you. Yeah. But how but bad are they? Really, yeah. Are they really yeah. bad? Yeah. So neither is good. Yeah. The is worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just odd title. And also, yeah. like, when they're asking you about, like, Carmageddon and stuff like that, it's like, really? Yeah. Like, are we still like, on this? Yeah, one of the few. Yeah, I, I talked about Ranger stuff and, yeah. like, also, like, game and addiction. Mm. And I haven't seen the full um, finished piece. I, when I've heard it, it's very, like, it is balanced and it's quite mm. fair. Yeah. But I just don't really like the title because, and it's also, like, I guess the title 
is like you know you, to use an internet term it's clickbaity yeah. you watch yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. whether you yeah. agree yeah. or whether you disagree you, yeah. you see it kind of yeah. entices yeah. you I know you said it put you off but I think some yeah. people would be like well this will be wrong it reaffirms what they yeah. kind of believe so. yeah. but I, I, that was also again the thing with, with game changers like all the way through is like and maybe this is actually how it panned out but Jack Thompson's the whole thing about you know I've got to save our children is like yeah. these games aren't meant for children they yeah. never have been yeah. they've had ESRB racings Peggy racings whatever you want to call yeah. them they should not be sold to minors yeah. that never that came up in the game changes at all it was no. never like it, they sort of mentioned it they were like oh it's not they're not for kids but they're like I don't think they made it obvious like you sure kids playing like they, but also they didn't make it obvious and be like it's people like it's been given an 18 rating yeah like it's a really really weird scene I know Pixels is a terrible film but there's a really like one of the driving forces of Pixels is that the games now are different to they are uh, than than where they were when like Adam Sandler and all those guys yeah. were like amazing at them yeah. so the idea is that like instead of playing like to live you, you like you play to sort of uh, basically the, re- the way that they do it is they have a little kid who's playing The Last of Us and like the kid's not old enough to play Last of Us and no one's right. really made a point of this but the kid's not old enough to be playing Last of Us and he's like getting the message of the film across by talking about The Last of Us and he's like oh okay um, but like how is that good because he, that kid is about 11 years old yeah, he should yeah. not be playing The Last of Us yeah. and like I don't think people who don't play video games know that they are these ratings and stuff out there I think they just think video games are just released and anyone can pick them up that's but then that's just ignorance and it's it not yeah. something yeah. you can like I don't know it's on boxes it's I, I don't know it's hard because it's, for us it feels self-evident that that's yeah. the case. but, but it, the fact of the matter is it is illegal to sell an 18 rated game to anybody yeah. younger than it's as simple as that and as a parent you can be prosecuted as a retailer you can be prosecuted it's like what yeah. more can you do yeah. I also I don't like the way that they depict people playing it like it's just like they're like completely absorbed yeah. it's like playing a game like I'm still what's going on yeah. it's not like I although can't. to be fair right now I've driven been playing Metal Gear, Gear. <laughs> <laughs> you are playing it um, there's one thing I thought was quite interesting when his wife walked in on Jack Thompson and he was like loving playing it it yeah. was kind of almost yeah. like he was into playing it yeah, and he was yeah. like this is awful yeah. Yeah. well that's kind of interesting but even he was running around just going yeah. I've never played it before for he's brilliant at it it's really like so we got a question from Amy Kyber who like amongst other things she's watched a lot of it but she said why do you think people enjoy violent media so much like that wasn't the thing that was really discussed on any of it really was it like I don't know that's like that's for me that's the overarching question on the underlying one like that's not just specific to video games you know and I think she makes the point is like if you, if it's just violence for violence sake, yeah. Yeah, then it is gratuitous and it's pornographic and it's yeah. weird. Like, why are you actually just watching that? That's like going yeah. on like the uh, WTF subreddit and looking yeah. at like awful images. Yeah, yeah, that, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I didn't even know that existed. If it if it's within like um, context and it's for a storytelling purpose, then violence is like one of the most powerful narrative tools that you can ever have. Like yeah. Shakespeare is incredibly violent. Like yeah. people eating each other and gouging eyes out. Like yeah. violence is part of all of our art. Yeah, and like to say that you can't use that is weird. And I think because games, relatively young, for a long time were playthings for kids. Yeah, and I think that's the legacy it has to deal with because arcade or early stuff, it was like a family toy. Yeah, and yeah. it was Christmas presents well, for I think kids, and now it's transitioned. That's into the key this, thing yeah. is that if you look at uh, a lot of the of the parents today would have grown up when games were for kids yeah. and that's simply not the case and I think in a generation's time that won't be the case no. people will be more savvy but uh, there's still the assumption <laughs> that it's all 
Mario, Nintendo, whatever you want it yeah. to be. But like, it's a shame because there's more good games for kids now than ever before. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I played loads of stuff I shouldn't have done at the time, but, yeah. uh, you know, so much better options now. Like, if I was growing up and it's like Lego Dimensions, yeah. I'd lose my mind. Don't need to play Lose my mind now. Yeah. So let's bring us to a close then. So why do you think that, like, mainstream media guess coverage of this stuff so wrong? Because they don't do it frequently enough yeah. like the coverage of games media has gone elsewhere yeah and it's online it's stuff yeah. we do it's yeah. stuff on YouTube that audience that you're not going to it I yeah. think what all media like papers or like TV should do yeah. is they should develop content like in-depth stuff yeah. for people like our age and older yeah. cater to that audience who isn't going to watch PewDiePie on YouTube yeah. Yeah. yeah, who might not even watch some of our stuff but like they could get BBC could maybe get access to the inside of Nintendo for yeah. instance imagine yeah. if, if I'd watch that documentary yeah. if Game Changers was actually a two hour film in the style of um, social network yeah. is that what it's called yeah, yeah. 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 that would be amazing I'd I love to know the true story behind GTA yeah. I think it'd be amazing but then, the, I mean, the social network isn't the true story behind it. That's based, oh, okay. that's based on a book, an unofficial oh, book as okay. well, man. Yeah, but, yeah. but again, made to that standard. Basically, yeah. you, where you are filmmakers involved, like yeah. and I'm sure he did have Aaron talking to David Fincher in Phoenix. Like some of the best, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, that's not beyond the realm of possibility that Definitely happening. Not. I could, but even like you know, for me, like having worked before I started IGN, I was working at Mel on Sunday, mm-hmm. and even if you've got people on the ground who know their stuff about whether it's tech or whether it's music or whatever yeah. it still has to go through um, a level of management for, or whatever you want to call it that do not fundamentally understand yeah. this stuff and that's where it gets distorted and I'm, I'm sure the guy that you spoke to at Horizon had this idea for a program in mind yeah. but it would have gone through a senior producer or whatever it might be and it's like that's the title it's going to be yeah. yeah. and until you get that running all the way through the show then I don't think it's going to change rubbish that is rubbish mm. let's move on mm. to some nicer stuff then so this um, week's good stuff renamed delicious or suspicious because <laughs> they rhyme are you happy with that <laughs> look, how, oh look how chuffed he is yeah well I, I came up with it in about 10 seconds and I thought shall I come up with a better one no that one's perfect my first delicious thing I thought we were going for Jonathan Creek or up shit creek Oh, that's a good one. We'll do that next week. Uh, we're in it now. <laughs> uh, so my first delicious thing. What? Jonathan Creek and Upshit Creek. That's, that's a bit rubbish. <laughs> hey. No, I'm not saying. Caroline Quentin, uh, Julia okay. Savala. You know what? <laughs> Mixed feedback. I'll take it on board. Right. <laughs> and come uh, back with something else maybe. Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, so my first delicious thing is the Netflix original series Narcos, um, which I watched a lot of last weekend. And it's freaking awesome. Is it? Uh, it's one of my favourite Netflix just, originals. It's the new... A new Brand new. Yes, brand new. Like, and usually, like, when Netflix original stuff starts, it's, buzz. it's everywhere. But for some reason, with this one, it hasn't. It's quite hard sell. Half of it is in Spanish. Um, oh, I'm not watching that, mate. Um, is it Spanish? No subtitles. No, there is subtitles. Sub- what is this? In Colombia. In Colombia. That'd be Spanish. That'd be Spanish, yeah. So it's about. Um, Pablo Escobar and sort of how like drug and the DEA sort of started around him and you know grew from being like just like primarily going after like cannabis dealers in LA and stuff like that to actually doing these amazing busts um, to stop cocaine coming into Miami yep it's so good um, so it's like it's got the Red Viper in it. Yeah, it's got the Red Viper oh, in it. it. He's brilliant. Okay. Yeah, he's really, and he's really the good. Uh, agent. He's a, one of the DEA. No, 
they're, 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 they're busting there, people yeah. in South. So he, he's he's sort of in that world um, as a, an agent, and then an American joins him, and they've got a really really good partnership. Um, and then you have Pablo Escobar doing all this like so crazy stuff as well. Seventies well, rise to power, yeah, yeah. And it's like really good like fashion in it. Yeah, and, like, ja- their jackets are amazing. I tweeted something up like they've just like every scene they've got an amazing jacket on. Like it's so good. Uh, I went out for shopping for jackets after watching that show last weekend. <laughs> I'm busting <laughs> people. I'm busting people. What, yeah. what are you what are you selling? Or oh, jackets? It's uh, it's quite. It's quite um, I haven't finished it yet, but apparently it ends on a really really horrible cliffhanger, which I'm kind of disappointed by because I thought we passed cliffhangers now, but. Mm. Um, uh, it's just it's a really really good show so um, how many episodes uh, I think it's 13 episodes it's pretty standard for yeah kind of Netflix, Netflix or it, possibly yeah. less than that um, okay. but it's it's one of the best things I've watched well, this year you're going to watch that Alex I am Ooh. well I've, I've just got to the end of uh, uh, Better Call Saul okay I finally got around to watching that yeah, which I really I'm, enjoyed I'm I've never I haven't watched it I watched two episodes that I really liked it and I just stopped it's really for good whatever reason. it's really yeah. good yeah. Like, it's slow but, it, but in the opposite end of uh, game changers, which yeah. where they're trying to squeeze so much in, it's got loads of space to breathe. And yeah. There are like moments where you know people don't say anything for yeah. ages, but it works because you get a better sense of all the characters are. And, yeah. You know, it's only, obviously it's only got uh, Saul Goodman, and I didn't realise that it stood for Saul Goodman. I didn't. No. no. Lost on I, me that. I, I knew that, but I don't know why. Anyway, what do you, what, yeah. you mean? Don't know why. And Mike, Mike is Mike, in it yeah, as well. Really but like, it's a it's a great show. Mm. Um, obviously, not as good as Breaking Bad, but no. very very enjoyable and pitched perfectly. So I'm looking for something new to watch. Get on Narcos. Ooh, I will. It's really good. Ooh. I will. I really like it. What else uh, is delicious? Benicio del Toro. Uh, ages ago, that's how you pronounce <laughs> Just it. Just right? him. Yeah, that's yeah. he's delicious. Uh, ages ago, it was rumored that he was going to be in Star Wars Episode yeah. Eight. He is going to be in Star Wars Episode Eight, uh, but there was lots of kind of um, chat around him whether he's going to be a good guy yeah. or a bad guy anyway he's come out and he's spoken and he said I don't know if he's a villain people are saying that but it's like they read a different script than I read it's nice to keep people in the dark a little bit of mystery is good if they want to believe it's the villain then good and I think that's something that was kind of spoken about well a lot of the characters in episode 7 as well that's what that we've been saying on Rebel it's Base not the time, as yeah. it's not as kind of um, black and white um, and you know so ultimately, we don't know who he's going to play. Yeah. He's going to be in it. Um, but I'm, I missed this when he was in it. When he was in it. I said that could happen like last week, and then like I see you. Oh, like, it did you at the, see the it? beginning of September mm. when he? Yeah, and he's, he was kind of. He's uh, both in the Marvel and the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Mm. Imagine if he's in the crossover. The collector, maybe oh, oh. Vader's mask. Oh, so you know, earlier in the week, um, James Gunn was on about how there's an Easter egg yeah. in um, Guys of the Galaxy. No one's still, no one's found. Yeah, I found, saw a screenshot the other day of because um, I what thought is? I thought it might be in the collector's. I don't know if it is th- okay, this right, yeah. it's the thing or not. But you know, in the collector's room, where yeah, there's loads stuff. of stuff in there. Yeah, I just thought that's a good place that there could possibly be an yeah. Easter egg. Yeah, there's definitely a box that looks like it has Yoda in it. What? Um, I'll see if I can Google it while we're chatting, okay. and then okay. you guys can give your opinion. So, other stuff that's happening. So, episode eight is currently filming in Ireland. Yeah, on that little tiny island. <laughs> yes. It's all going to be on that little tiny island. <laughs> Just saying, it's filming in Ireland. No, yeah. no, I know, but like, it's a little tiny island. Why in Ireland? Off, Ireland. off, off of Ireland. Yeah. Oh, is it a tiny oh, island? Yeah, no, Ireland. sorry, I wasn't being okay, facetious. I, I thought you were. No, right. I thought you were taking a piss out of Irish exactly. people. No, saying they no, live on no, a tiny it's island. Like, it's like this island oh, okay. off Ireland, right. yeah. and it's like really small, and like it looks really unusual, it's really jaggedy. Yeah. 
Interesting. Yeah, it looked like a foreign they, planet. They used it in Force Awakens. Did they as well? Yeah. yeah. So it's obviously an important That's recurring location. Right. I yeah. don't know. Well, speaking of recurring stuff, Mark Hamill is going to be back as Luke Skywalker yeah. in some role. So um, he definitely doesn't die there. Well, no, Force, Force Ghost. Ghost. Force Ghost. Force That's Ghost. the thing. Mm. That's the thing um, with Star Wars. Yeah, but if he was a Force Ghost, why would they? Why would they film him in Ireland? They could just film him anyway and stick him in. I don't know. This would be floating around, wouldn't he? He's not dead. He doesn't die. Confirmed. But uh, but he was rumored that he'd really hurt himself on he set. He has bollocks, and he it? hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> so makeups. We should start making up more stuff on IGN. Yeah. I, there was a picture of him pulling pints of Guinness on Twitter. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. Apparently, isn't it like two people have died doing this particular walk, and apparently he had to be saved by um, some guide, and it was just like, nope, didn't none of that happen. Didn't hurt. It's no, crazy. He's all fine. Oh, Do you know why? Him. Why? He's a fucking Jedi. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good then. A uh, bit more delicious stuff. Could I put this under your name? But I found oh, it. Oh yeah, you so, got it. Yes, I've got it. Um, Dimension is developing a TV show. It's like a part um, on based on Stephen King's The Mist. Amazing. So originally a Stephen King novella, and then it was adapted into a 2007 movie directed by Frank Darabont. Yeah. Was, was it that recent? Yeah. When was it? 2007. That's not recent. Dude, that's like eight years ago. That's not that long ago. I thought it was like years and years ago. You mean The Fog? Uh, maybe. <laughs> is it clearing? <laughs> oh, God. Eight years ago is a long time, man. No, dude, is it The Fog? Like, you didn't even have John kids Carter eight years was... ago. What? You didn't even have eight kids Well, I know that. <laughs> but like, oh, I don't know what was the time. All of that like, What's your frame of reference? Like, yeah. it is both long <laughs> and not. In the history so of time, what's, what's not. the old horror film that involves some kind of the like, fog? Maybe the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog, where it's okay. like a little village yes. and people come yes, out. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking. And but they, they did remake, remake that, it with yeah. Tom Welling from Snow right. right. It's terrible. Right. The original was what, 70s or something like that? Pro- yeah, late. Uh, yeah. Probably, yeah, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's the one I'm thinking of. It's a mist. So, while that sounds like it's maybe less dense. Is the <laughs> Which is denser, fog or mist? Fog. <laughs> is it? Is it? Yeah, because like, fog. What if you have really thick mist? <laughs> well, there's fog. Where's the car? Where's the car? Or is it though? There might be a. Like, what else uh, is there? Like, is I feel there like you'd be more. A DPI. Steam? Like, I feel like <laughs> it should be more. <laughs> well, because it's water vapor. It's basically a cloud on the ground, isn't it? At what it? point does it become drizzle? <laughs> or when it rains. What? But then it's rain, not drizzle. <laughs> no, so it's a cloud that's come down. <laughs> hey, right. Oh, it's a low, low flying cloud. Why is yeah. it not oh, called that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it should have been called that then, not. Not the fog. Oh, it's not scary to call it. That's not a good name for a novella. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, um, that's a really good film. I realised which one is the fog lying cloud it was one of Carpenter's um, best films no so The Mist The Mist is the 2007 movie yeah. The Mist by Frank Darabont is really good have you yeah. seen okay. it? no I've seen The Fog it's so good it's on Netflix it's I amazing really like it, yeah. okay. have you ever watched the black and white version well it's just the same version black and white no but it's been re- like you I know, know, I know he did it properly yeah. oh it's um, hipster gav has just popped out no, well, Frank have, you, have you actually seen the black and white version oh, Frank Darabont wanted to make it black and white I know he but did. wasn't allowed do you know who, I don't know if they still do it but in America they show Walking Dead the repeat in black and white really yeah they used to really that's comics all black and white isn't it yeah yeah, yeah but that's maybe because they couldn't afford a colour artist <laughs> it's quicker isn't it um, <laughs> less colouring in um, Mad Max supposed to be in black and white he said it'd look amazing it, it should it'd be great in black and white I'd love to do that in black and white have you uh, seen that version no 
I don't think I watch, Mad Max uh, would look good in black. I watched most of my films in black and white. Why? It's a black and white. It's better, isn't it? I watched Snooker in black and white. It's really hard to work out. <laughs> I, I watched Big Break. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, what was the point of this conversation? Well, I was going to go back to it. So let let me just talk about The Mist for a second. The Mist, the movie, is so good. There's very Mm. few examples of Lovecraftian horror on film that actually work. Yeah. And, you know, Del Toro's been, yeah, well, not Benicio. Yeah, one. Um, (laughs) It's one to be making this, like, Mountains of Madness movie for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's saying it'll cost 100 million. Darabont did The Mist on relative cheap, I think, like 30, 40 million. Although he got less budget than he was offered because he refused to change the ending which we won't say because it's a spoiler but it's got out, a great yeah. climax All right, I'll have to watch and it. the end of the movie it's horrible hard there's some there's, but there's there's some incredible stuff at the end of the movie that's like oh, genuinely yeah. Lovecraftian and I've never seen anything quite like that on film it's really impressive okay it's a really cool movie it's these people trapped in a shopping like a shopping centre yeah, yeah not a shopping centre like, just like a supermarket yeah a supermarket for yeah. like while well, this mist descends and there's monsters basically in the mist right. yeah, you can't right. go outside alright it's really good it's really it's good, good no yeah. more it's really good okay, yeah. watch but it. they're going to make that into a TV series I don't know that much about it how you do that as a TV series because just those people in different houses just staying in yeah because you're not allowed to go outside it, it, could be, it, could, it could be a bit like inside number nine you could like focus on different people every week yeah, yeah. I don't know if we'll do well, that well that's what I thought I might, it sounds a bit like Walking Dead I imagine it's a band of people who survive yeah, it sounds like Gogglebox yeah I thought i watch that <laughs> because well, that's why I thought Monst- the sequel to Monsters was going to be because Monsters is quite a similar sort of idea there's like these monsters going on the people trying to travel to like a safe zone yeah. and I thought Monsters Dark Continent was was going to be the st- other people's story then but it's not it's about soldiers it's completely yeah. different yeah. I'm yeah. so disappointed have you watched it yeah, yeah. Oh, I, never, I didn't watch it I really enjoyed Monsters yeah. and uh, I found it a chore to get to the end of Dark yeah. Continent well, Don't bother. Yeah, I probably won't. Because also seen the, the people spring. that are in it. Spring. No, I haven't. That's good. Yeah, it's yeah, a, a horror movie. But a horror movie that I think you could kind of That's get thrilling. behind. Mystery. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Don't we have it here? I, I'm not into kind yeah, of cool porn and yeah. stuff like that. It's not that. It's not that. It's, uh, it's really well shot. Mm. We'll talk more about that. I want to check that out. Um, so final bit of delicious news then. Um, me, Rich, and Rory went to the Destiny... Is it the Taken King? The Taken King. The Taken King. They had, a, they had a really cool launch event um, at the the building in London that's like... The Leadenhall building? The Leadenhall building. It's basically one that looks like a big slide. Uh, and it was right <laughs> at the top of that. I don't know that building. Yeah, it's, it's cool quite building. new. Okay. Yeah. So we went Seen to the this... We went right. to this event and but obviously like it was really weird because the game didn't unlock till the next day so they just had like old destiny bits you could play right so i was like well i've got an interest in playing that but what i did have an interest in playing was the table football that was there because they had a table football and air hockey yeah i really really like table football um, i prefer air hockey do you yeah Ooh, i don't oh, know yeah. but i really like table football but i'd never played rich before and rich is good at a lot of stuff but he is not good mm. at table football well, that's, that's like Tilly he reckons he's a bit of a dab hand at, at pool okay so <laughs> I just destroyed him oh yeah, yeah I remember that Christmas party yeah oh that's right it's the Christmas party yeah, that's yeah. right um, I think we played three games the first game was like let's have another I'll, I'll beat yeah. you the next one second game poof, third game we've been drinking walk yeah. away huh 
both been drinking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, equal... I tend to get a little bit better when I drink. It's loosening up, don't you? Just play, yeah, you but... play your natural game. Yeah, you know, it's all there. Play. Well, I played Rich like so many. I played Rich a couple of times, and then he was like, "Oh, you're quite good at this, aren't you?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, he's, like play at my work because we had a table, and he's okay." But then it got to the point where it was like really embarrassing though. he just couldn't do anything so then we had a, f- a friend of ours uh, Pip who was there she came uh, she was on Rich's side as well and I beat both of them to the point where Rich was so like I, not pissed off but he was just really just like uh, frustrated that he started doing magic with the ball and I was just like don't do magic don't bring <laughs> that here oh. so he was just like instead of like dropping the ball down he would like do this like sort of little switch of a hand a and then the ball exactly yeah and then everyone would be like oh Rich you're really oh, good magic like don't bring that here oh, oh, rubbish yeah. at table yeah. football oh, Rich you are good at something yeah I can do that well and, yeah. and it's back yeah come on um, put it on the table so I can score a goal with you um, but yeah it was really good but it's good going to an event for a video game and then just spending all night playing foosball but at um, the same point like if if the game that you're there to see is not actually on show then yeah we went to um, we had a pizza last night and when we got there they oh, only yeah. had one table available yeah. and they were like oh do you mind the table is a foosball table we are like yeah that's fine that's perfect for us actually, yeah. so like a foosball it was free as well wasn't it yeah. I had a glass top yeah flipping all these pieces that were slightly moving um, yeah. right, I'm going to show you a picture now okay. from right. Guardians of the Galaxy okay and I don't know what you think of this that's Yoda, man. Mm. What do you think? That's Yoda, bro. Could it, does, be. it does look like. Looks like. It does look be. like Yoda. Mm. Well done. Okay. Well done to whoever spotted that. Let's move on to some suspicious Speaking news. Speaking of then. suspicious stuff, so it yeah. came out this week that Jurassic World tops the charts so far. Okay. In terms of the film with the most mistakes for 2015. Like what kind of mistakes? Well, how many? First of all, how many do you think it's got? How many mistakes are there? And it's top for the year. It's top for the year so far, yes. 100? Um, around about 35. 18. That's it? Yeah. That's all right, isn't that, it? Well, I thought that's perfectly <laughs> acceptable. That's Especially <laughs> when you hear what some of them are. That's yeah. ridiculous. Who's making this website? <laughs> like, uh, it was 18 mistakes? Well, that's the voice you need to read these out. Okay, in. right, um, okay. Uh, it, unfortunately, uh, well, I'm going to neglect putting the names of the people who su- suggest these, but so, okay, right. this is a continuity mistake. Just before the Indominus Rex ambush, in one shot, the asset containment unit trooper Myers is equipped with a taser rifle. In the next, she's equipped with a cat prod this happens at least four times <laughs> this dude is like fuming are they counting four times now four times <laughs> are they counting those as four mistakes or one mistake I, I'm counting it as one mistake okay right yeah <laughs> this is a revealing mistake when the two boys crawl out of the water onto the dirt bank after jumping from the cliff to escape the Indominus Rex the ground beneath them moves as if there's some sort of carpet underneath the muddy ground oh. it's like okay Nah. So I'm not, I'm not, There's not, another one that's kind of it's in, it's physically it's all, it's all it takes you out of the moment. It's yeah. physically impossible for a woman or anyone else in brackets to sprint cross country and engage in all manual oh, blah blah blah. You can't do what she does in high heels. Four inch. Yeah. Okay. Fair okay. enough. Um, this, this, this is what people do inside Jurassic World's main control room. Chris Pratt looks at a view screen depicting paramilitary tracking. A paramilitary team tracking down the IREX. Uh, in a homage to aliens, the screen is POV cams of all the, the guys there. But all of the heart rate monitors are exactly the same. Mm. Which is a mistake that really Scott made. In Prometheus. They even say that here. Really? 
Maybe that's what he was doing. He's right. doing on purpose. Um, you send that in. A right couple there. more. Yeah. When the brothers exit the lake they dove in, their wet hair styles change every single angle at least five times in three seconds. <laughs> They're stressed. Uh-huh. Like... This person, they, they, it's more than one person. Enjoy yeah. any it's movie. User submitted. Uh, la- last one I'm going to read out. One okay. sec. Uh, in the scene when Hoskins first approaches the raptor cage, his watch shows approximately 2 p.m. After the rescue of the staff member who falls into the pit, the shot cuts back and his watch shows 1 p.m. Been there for ages. Jesus. Oh no, no, this is the worst one. I <laughs> swear. Uh, okay, okay. This is proper. Like what a fucking wanker. <laughs> in the airport scene. This is not Dane County Airport, as shown, as they do not use letters for their gates. They use numbers instead. <laughs> oh, God. You know what? I bet Colin Trevorrow is crying into his big pile of money and Star Wars. Can you imagine that guy on a date? just be like, oh, did you enjoy that, Nancy? Yes, I did enjoy that, Dave. Oh, well, let me tell you something. It wasn't in Dane County Airport, so yeah, for nothing. <laughs> Anyway, so I want to leave you. (laughs) And I'm taking the children. (laughs) And that's not a mistake. So bearing in mind, only 18 mistakes. Okay. So top 10 movies, uh, which have the most mistakes. Number 10, Star Wars, 276. Holy shit. Jaws, 277. Oh my God. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, 289. Harry Potter, The Chamber of Secrets, 297. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, 315. Harry Potter, yeah, better people on the Harry Potter films. Well, if you think how many people are involved in that, though, how many like extras and stuff? Because I bet a lot of those are like, I can see his watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. One of the things was like, I can see his reflection. It is his tank. It is still tank on his back. Oh. God. Fights <laughs> the Caribbean, Curse the Black Pearl. One big mistake it was ever made, but yeah. no, really, 385. <laughs> Superman 4, 413. The top three Wizard of Oz, 418. Mm. The Birds, 546. But number one, Apocalypse Now, 561. I bet a lot of the Birds ones are on purpose. Like, yeah, because um, who else does that? Martin Scorsese does that a lot as well. He puts, like, actual mistakes in. Like, it did a lot with um, uh, Shutter Island. It's like, sort of really weird, like, editing things. And the same with uh, Wolf of Wall Street as well. The Shining is a a great example. Okay, yeah. Because, like, Stanley Kubrick... OCD yeah. and obviously any big film with production shooting on main days errors sneaking anyway yeah. but there's one like there's a chair that disappears and then comes back in a scene yeah and it's almost like at what point is he is he doing that for an effect yeah, like, yeah. to see if you're kind of like oh, well, why is the, yeah why is the hotel changing yeah yeah yeah. Anyway, I think we should do a, a podcast special where we go through all, all 546 all mistakes. podcast mistakes. Like, yeah. what do you have a favourite? Imagine these people in real yeah. life, ranking, like in the, ranking the IGN. You these people in like the workplace. Last time we came to your desk, you were holding a pen, and now it's the same. I just, I just <laughs> changed what was in my hand. Nah. Um, do you have a favourite mistake? If you do, let us know. I, IGN underscore UK feedback. You're not allowed to say the bit in Star Wars where the stormtrooper bangs his head on the door. No, that's the only one I can think of. There's a really good one in Gladiator where you can where the chariot flips up and you can see the giant uh, sort of whatever hydraulics, it is, hydraulics thing that's I think that's some, some of my favourites the ones where it's that like period and then yeah something that's completely out yeah I think in but, in Troy you can just see a plane <laughs> flying overhead I think they'll probably win <laughs> yeah but that's like we were saying that about game changers mm. like um, I'm not sure if they are Apple headphones, but he looks like he's wearing an iPod yeah. in the opening scene. And I'm he's got an iPhone later on, definitely, because right. he's got an iPhone ringtone. I know what my favourite mistake is, and it is a really weird one, because it's in The Shining, but it's right, but it's only in certain versions of The Shining. So obviously, Shining shot in whatever it was for cinema. Um, when it's 
on TV, there's a shot of the helicopter. Have you seen this? Oh yes, yeah. So yeah, you can see the ref- in the opening. Cr- you can see a call. shadow. Yeah, you can open, like it's obviously that ma- amazing shot at the beginning of the Shining where they follow them all the way up. Yeah. But in the TV version, because obviously in the cinema it would have been they cut ch- off. changed the ratio. It's called, That's right. It, yeah. it's like a process called like pan and scan. Yeah, where they like have to recenter the frame. Yeah, right. But because of that, you can see the helicopter in the thing, but it's only ever in the TV version. It's crazy. Like with a lot of films, when you used to watch them on TV in four three, you just get yeah. a, I know. a section yeah. of the movie. That's so weird. Yeah. Well, like, that's why like people are like oh you can see the boom mic and stuff the reason for that is you wouldn't be able to see it in the cinema but you would be able to see it like that's weird that's thing. like yeah strange isn't it very yeah. strange different aspect ratios for different Rupert, what else is suspicious Rupert this week Rupert Wyatt a month before Gambit yeah. started shooting Rupert Wyatt has left yeah. the production uh-huh. of the movie that which is, is quite trouble, strange because this comes off the back because we heard about the um, Chani Tayson was attached to play Remy Lebeau mm-hmm. like over a year ago yeah, and yeah. then he was there at Comic Con I broke that the, news the, the oh yeah, Dan, no, yeah, yeah I right. broke that news yeah. to the world nice. by interviewing what's her name um, Laura Shula Donna yeah, yeah interviewed her question. at the Days of Future Past uh, premiere, premiere and she she was like yeah it's going to be Gambit yeah, and broke then, that news to the world and then he appeared at Comic Con with all the Fox Marvel yeah. stars all happy as Larry and then Two weeks later, it's like, oh, he's not maybe not playing Gambit anymore. Yeah. It's like, right. what? Yeah. Why is he not locked down already? So you've been weird. talking about him. You've got him on stage at Comic Con, yeah. and yet you've—he's not signed a contract yet, mm. which is crazy. Yeah, and crazy. then the director leaves a month before production. That's like. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah, and after Trank, like, yeah. what's happening feel, here? What happens like, with all these Sony films as well? It feels like they're just not in control, like the way Marvel. Are. I just think, well, I guess, like Edgar Wright left Ant Man. But, but I just yeah. think, but look, but even if he left, there's like a plan in place, yeah. and there's still a process to, and that, this could happen. Yes. But like, I think Ant Man actually, Ant Man's a great comparison. Like a movie that wasn't far away from production. This is even less yeah. time. Yeah, um, like if you're a decent director, unless you're like. Gambit's your favourite thing ever yeah why would you want to take on someone else's project yeah, yeah. like yeah. so much pre-production and casting will have done be done without you yeah, yeah. no self-respecting director really wants to make someone yeah. else's film Joe Johnson did it for Jurassic Park 3 I can't remember who he was but somebody, but somebody dropped away. out yeah somebody dropped out really it's like, so hard like mm. obviously get a good paycheck yeah but it's it's a bit but it's yeah taint on your CV for the no, rest not of the um, you probably got to get off but you did I would do it because, like, let's face it. What else am I directing? Yeah, that's a good point. I've got offered it. Yeah, I'd do it because I reckon I could probably do something like that. Yeah, get rich in car consultant. Hop on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, he's leaving now, Rich. <laughs> I was gonna. We were gonna do a video before when Gambit came out. A house for a car like Gambit can't yeah. do that now. Oh, that'll end up on bloody MTV. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and now you see me too. He'll do the junket for MTV. Like, come on. Float with Isla Fisher again. Embarrassment. What a prick. Um, also, some suspicious news: Paul Bettany and Jason Statham are having beef. Really? Can you believe yeah, that? It's shooting off his old mouth, the yeah. old vision. Well, Statham. Well, it's last with Statham though. This is the thing. So I thought, I, oh. like, I love Statham, but and I was ready to leave to his defence. But he was slagging off uh, like Marvel film, basically. Oh, yeah, because like somebody asked him about um, Bullseye. 
Was it? Because yeah. he was rumoured for Bullseye, yeah, yeah. and he was quite dismissive about that when someone asked yeah. him. Well, basically, he, the reason he is slagging him off is because he does a lot of his own stunts, and he says like the reason he can't watch Marvel stuff is because you look at it and you're just like, well, that's not him, that's not him, that's not him. He sort of feels they're not realistic, and he's like, I could put my take my grandmother to the Avengers set, and they could make her look really, really good because of the amount of different like stunt doubles and stuff they have on it. So obviously, slagging off the work the Avengers are doing. Paul Bettany um, said. He was like quite classy with it, but he said, you know, obviously we work with a lot of like stunt doubles and stuff. Maybe Statham should try getting an acting double. Ooh, bitchy, bitchy. The vision's got claws. Yeah. Um, Did Statham come back? He hasn't yet. Uh, Punch him in the face when he sees him. You you telling me Mark Ruffalo is not doing that stuff? Yeah. That's he's not he's that's not, not him no that's not him that's absolutely not him um, uh, yeah I don't know I, I don't like it when people I like have beef especially <laughs> I don't know especially not Paul Bettany and Jason Statham because I'd like to see Jason Statham in the Marvel Universe at some point uh, he's burning that bridge yeah yeah, yeah. Probably that's a bit of unwise also, like, like fair play to Paul Bettany because I'm pretty sure that Statham will just nut him yeah yeah, you say unwise, right? Um, there's someone who I like. I really just Disney in general. Watching, pissing me off. Yeah, is um, what's the name of the dude who was in who played John McClane's son, who's now in Suicide Squad? Jay Courtney. Jay Courtney. Yeah. So I interviewed him about Star Wars, uh, like about oh, yeah. coming what film was, and I said to him like, "Oh, would you be up for being in Star Wars?" He was so dismissive of Star Wars and people who like Star Wars. He was like, "I'm not. No, I'm, I would never do something like that." So was Jude Law actually, but um, this guy like, and then now he's doing a. It's like Suicide Squad movie. What? Captain Boomerang. Yeah. <sighs> Jay Courtney. Yeah. What a dick. Well, there we go. Oh, yeah. That's delicious and suspicious for this week. <laughs> Have we got any delicious or suspicious feedback? Who wants to start? Uh, okay, but before we go on the feedback, I just no. want to do some stuff. Okay, so last week on the podcast, I mentioned how we might rebrand, oh, yes. rejig the okay, podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And as editor in chief, Alex, I want yes. to run by some names by you and um, get your feedback, live feedback on okay. these names. Okay. So these have been suggested by Ben Harris. Yeah. Okay. And I think he actually works in advertising. He says these are the products of my incessant advertiser's brain. Okay. So right, ones with a duck hunt theme. Okay. okay. IGN UK The Lookout The Lookout The Lookout mm. I like that The Lookout No <laughs> Hunter <laughs> Feedback It's fine If you want to give it uh, Hunter's Lodge Hunter's Lodge it Sounds like a Destiny podcast Sounds like something that Something nefarious Would happen in there yeah. It's from PC Yeah Bit Bit no, I don't feel like that Bit suspicious Have you ever Like before Have you ever listened to Something called The podcast Startup it's all about like these people starting a company and what they do an entire episode about like naming and things like that. So yeah. it's like it's a really cool like podcast. It shows like the evolution of a startup company and how they do everything, even from like you know giving out like uh, shares and things like that to the naming thing. And you do an entire episode on the name, and they go to this like brand consultant, and the names that they give them are mental. Well, it's the name of, <laughs> it's like, like crazy. The name of like PR agencies <laughs> yeah. that we work with. I literally think you can just call them anything. Yeah. Like there is Billabong and yeah. Yoya. Well, these people, this this yeah. company that they worked with, they did the they came up with Google and stuff like that. They came up with all these different names. But they came up with the the one thing they came up with is They came up with the name Google. Yeah. And uh, they come what up is with Google. It's like 100 million or something. Yeah, it's like a number yeah. thing, isn't it? Right. Um, but the name they came up with for this company and startup is Gimlet. 
Gimlet Media. And from the start, the guy is like, I don't, I don't think I like that. This fucking company's called that now. It's so, actually called Gimlet Media. All this podcast start from Gimlet Media. It says, what awful name. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell in the episode that he really hates it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Going on. IGN UK Gimlet. <laughs> on, on target. Nope. Hunter's Dispatch. Mm. Why hunters? What's he? What's so like, the kind of theme? Right, we're, we're, oh, move, right okay. we're moving over to like okay. more kind of. So on, what was the first one though? The lookout. I like that. Okay, more like mixed media, more like in IGN's wheelhouse. <laughs> the Watchtower. Mm. No, that's the name of a Jehovah's Witness weekly magazine. <laughs> that's where we're taking it. <laughs> Instant transmission. I don't get that. I I, I have a problem. That sounds that. like the. It's like pre-recorded. A, Instant transmission sounds like a really shit wrestler's finishing move. <laughs> it's my finishing move. Yeah. Uh, it's a DBZ reference. Um, the Almanac. The what? The Almanac. The Almanac. Uh, okay. You said the Almanac. <laughs> the, the, the old maniac. The old maniac. Right. Okay. We're moving on. I liked. I like. I don't Look actually out. mind the Almanac. Thank you, Ben Harris. But I don't think it's got anything to do with what we do. It doesn't. But Lookout does. The Lookout. We're looking what? out for L- you. Lookout. Something's coming out this week. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like, look, look out for this game. We're, 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 all, we're all on the lookout. Yeah. So is, is that we send Kamali down. He gets Wait. the Gilboy stuff. He comes yeah. back to the lookout. Look this, out. This, but this is looking, what we're going to do. Look out. I've got the next piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. what we're going to do? Easy. Everything. But also, we're looking out for you. Look out, lads. Netflix original Narcos is good. Yeah, look, look out! out for look, that. out for, look out for the Mr. TV series. For, look out for that on telly. Right. Okay. Quick. Right. Some more from Justin McConnell. I'm just going to go through him. Okay. Yeah. He's from the US. The red coats. The red. Nope. The red. The red coats. Butlins. The red capes are coming. Um, gamers and mash. Nope. Crooper troopers. Nope. Fuck off. Ga- games bonding. No. What? Video games. Vid- what? What's all this then? What's all this? <laughs> Playing with the UK kids. Don't play with our kids. Play your own kids. What? No, no one's playing with my kids except me. <laughs> um, Limey Lowdown. No. Racist. IGN, IGN, Cyclop- IGN Encyclopedia Britannica. It rolls off the tongue, that one. <laughs> I see where he's going with it. I like the idea. Even Better written. Better written that one. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah, probably not. Okay. Is that it? That's it. I like the lookout. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Because look out, guys. Well, look out. I've got the next bit of feedback. Okay. It's from Ethan Hunt. <laughs> right. Ethan Hunt's family. Uh, he says, Hi, guys. Just mailing in with a bad cinema experience. Once me and my friend went to a cinema. I can't remember which film it was. Might have been Pimp Panther 2 or some shot like that. Anyway, <laughs> he had a Fanta Frozen, one of those slushy drinks with a sort of plastic dome over the top of the cup. After he'd finished the beverage, uh, he had the cup between his thighs and he accidentally <laughs> squeezed the bottom of the cup so it popped off and it landed on the, the head of the bulky man um, in front of him uh, on his perfectly round, shiny head, apparently. That's funny. Uh, anyway, the big guy turned around, stood up and kicked off at him, looked in the eyes that filled him with fear. So, word of advice, never pop your top in the cinema. The, I like the bulky man like he's like, a, like the boogeyman yeah you know, the bulky man's gonna come and get you <laughs> boogeyman but you can, you can imagine that it'll go 
Yeah, I've got I've got a really bad one. He must be squeezing his legs out there. From Brandon Fusco, he says a couple of years ago, my wife and I went to a packed 7 p.m. screening of World War Z. About an hour into the movie, during a particularly dramatic and tense scene, an old gentleman storms across the theater, up the stairs on the left, and shouts, "Who here told my grandson to shut up? Who's the tough guy who told a kid to shut up?" Someone from the back of the audience yelled at the guy <laughs> that we were trying to watch a movie, and the guy yelled at the audience member to mind his own business. After fuming and grumbling for about a minute, he finally left. That sounds like something you would do, to be honest. They, they what, shout at a little kid? Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, if he was talking. So it was you? I shout at anyone talking. Was it you? <laughs> For talking? No, I've never <laughs> no seen Will I've, I've never talk, seen Will Wilson. Are you talking, mate? Um, this is entitled Cinema Hell okay. from Russ. I am normally a mild-mannered type and do not condone vigilant justice, but... I do. The film was Team America, and I was on a date, and I sat on the second back row at the cinema, whereas, as the cinema was full when I arrived. From the moment the advert started, through all of the trailers, three quarters into the film, a gang of lads and their girlfriends, who were sat directly behind us, decided they would talk, laugh at each other's jokes, kick the seats, no. and throw sweets at the audience in front of them. No, none of that. Death. The atmosphere in the cinema was tense. You could sense the level of frustration we all felt at being stuck with the old British reserve of not saying anything. Mm. But three quarters of the way in, a Maltese had landed in my lap. And that was it. The scene read, I spun in my seat, leapt over the chairs and grabbed the first lad I could find by his lapels, pulling him close towards me. This stunned his friends into silence. I said, one more Maltese goes past me. <laughs> and you were in this room. I said, one more so Maltese goes past me. I'm going to hold you personally responsible. I bellowed at him. With that, I threw the half melted Maltese at him and climbed back into my seat, apologizing to my date. Nice. When the credits ended, and when the credits arrived, the entire line bolted for the door and I never saw them again. If only they known what a coward I really am I learned two important rules that day always sit on the back row so nobody can sit behind you and don't throw away Maltesers good well I could do some Maltesers right now good aren't the Maltesers yeah Daryl Sharp uh, past couple of weeks you've been talking about bad cinema experiences but he's only just realised that Chris has been missing from the conversation uh, which is ironic seeing as the resident Barry Norman or should that be Jonathan Ross or Claudia Winkleman none of them he's definitely the Winkleman (laughs) what do you think yeah uh, anyway, with all the film talk, curious, uh, what was the first 18 movie you watched in the cinema? And by watched, I mean paid for, not sneaked in without paying. I've never uh, sneaked into a, a cinema without paying. My dad, I've told you this before, my dad How took do me you to do see... That? My dad took me to see Terminator 2, but I think we paid That was that. an 18 there. Wasn't it? 15. Nah. Oh, wasn't it? No. Nah. First time it was an 18. I don't know about cinema release, but on, blue, on DVD it's not. That was never an 18. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. It was, ne- it was never an 18. So oh, you, so, oh, my first 18. Not an 18. Yeah. Oh, I screamed three then. It was my first so 18. You didn't even see the first scream in the cinema? No. I would never have got into that. I wasn't old enough to see you would have been like three. Six. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have been six. When did the scream come out? 1997? Mm, anyway. 11. I think scream was maybe mine. Yeah? I've, well, I saw more at home. Yeah. Um, what was Alien? Was that... Probably. I don't know why that, that might have been before the yeah, 18 certificate. What was your first was. in the cinema? Um, Blade 2. Yeah. That's an 18. Blade del Toro, yeah. Um, yeah. So I wish. Okay. What have you got? Horrible theatre experience oh. from, Billy, from Billy Bogus. Okay. His was Pulp Fiction, by the way. Oh, no, that's a good one. Better than the ours. Scream came out before. Scream's an amazing film. I watched it again recently. Yeah, I watched it the week. Oh, sorry? When did Scream come out? 
97? In that case, I definitely saw Pulp Fiction. 98. I think it's 1998 or 99. Oh, I think, yeah. I never saw Reservoir Dogs at the cinema. No. I'll read this out then. I need advice about horror films, says Mike Marcos here. I love horror film plots, and when I hear about films like Goodnight Mommy and It Follows, I generally want to watch them. Problem is, I can't deal with tension in films at all. It started with Sleepy Hollow when I was a kid. Seeing that severed head looking through the floorboards changed me. My fiance persuaded me to watch Women in, Woman in Black in the cinema, and I couldn't stop fidgeting to strap myself slash cover my ears. The atmosphere makes me nauseously uncomfortable. Again, I tried to watch Babadook the other day, but had to leave any time I thought something would happen. How do you deal with this? Do you know anyone that has? I don't. I, I'm alright with stuff like that. I you wanna, yeah. just don't watch them. Well, really? Maybe it's not for you then. No. Or go for something. Yeah. Well, I just think the monsters. Watch these all that. But if you're watching something, <laughs> that's what I'd rather watch. Yes. <laughs> uh, she's all that. It's a bloody good film. But if if you feel uncomfortable watching something, then why watch it? Stop watching it. Well, I guess he's, he's trying yeah, to say he misses out, doesn't he? Like he misses out and it follows. I don't feel like I. Yeah. There we go. Have you got any more? I'm just going to read this one about Billy Bogus. Okay. Um, he went to see, in Philadelphia, was with some friends. They went to see Danny Boyle film 127 Hours with James Franco. Yeah. During the scene where Franco gruesomely cuts his own arm off, spoiler, I hear a girl behind me start to freak out. I turn to look, and the guy she's with is unconscious and sliding out of his seat. Wow. He ragdolls onto the floor, hitting his head pretty hard on the ground, and his girlfriend starts screaming hysterically. The lights came on, and they stopped the movie. After a 20 minute intermission involving the guy being carried outside, an ambulance coming, and everybody being pretty freaked out. Jesus. Well, then the guy just—he just—he just faded because of the blood. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gruesome, I guess. I don't—I'm don't think it would make me faint. Well, really. that's like although because uh, I get really bad, like no good with heights. Really. Uh, and that what's the new like Man on Wire? Man on Wire, the next film, yeah. But, but the, the wire. new one, whatever the walk. it's called, the walk. Oh, that on the uh, Empire Leicester Square IMAX. That was like, oh my god! That made me start going a bit funny in my chair. I wouldn't pass out, but it was like, I'd love it if you pass out. In <laughs> general, I would love it. I would love it if oh you god. passed out. Alex, you probably heard that. Um, podcast Alex, me. I heard but the microphone and it fell out of its holder. <laughs> we used to play a game at school. This is awful, um, but we used to make people pass out by doing this thing. Where, have you ever done that? Where you, you put like, chloroform on their mouth from behind? <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. No. I used to that to loads of girls. You like cross your arms. Arms uh, and like take breathes it like stand against a wall and if someone's <laughs> and if someone's putting lots of pressure on them as you're breathing in and out you will pass out. So what we what we used to do to not much doing whales is there? There's not no. So on this like really small corridor, what we used to do was like it'd be like four people standing one side, four people standing the other. Then people would like. It's a really, really short corridor, so like you could barely three three people could barely fit through if they were standing side by side. That's not a corridor. Listen, listen. <laughs> Are you in a box? No. <laughs> and uh, so we would get somebody to pass out, and then we would push them through the thing, and everyone would just kick them. <laughs> that was a game. <laughs> Did you do wow. This lesson. Wow. <laughs> not really. No. Um, just made people you know pass thing out as well at school. Like when people used to turn their eyelids inside oh, yeah, out. It's gross. <laughs> 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 I haven't seen somebody do that since I was at school. <laughs> <laughs> we don't work if someone went. Hey, hey, I'll join school in this meeting room for a second. Like head of sales, check this yeah. out. <laughs> I did a thing to someone the other day. You know when you put your hands like that and you like you crisscross your hands with oh, somebody yeah, else yeah, and it yeah, looks yeah. like a vagina. I yeah, remembered. Yeah. I remembered about it the other day. And I did it to my friend in the pub and he was just disgusting. He was like, "I'm not doing that." I was like, "Go on, let's just have a look. We can have a look at a vagina." <laughs> and I made him do it. In the pub and like, wow. he just looked over the bar stuff. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then you, it's and a then vagina. You're... It looks like a vagina. Come over. 
You got Has this pub got a really short corridor? <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the end then uh, um, 1996 Scream came out Oh, 1996 Anyway, okay. so right. yeah, Pulp Fiction I saw that before Good So what do we need to end on? Any information on Podcast 300? It's sold out it's sold out tickets have gone the first allocation yeah, we might have some more depending okay. uh, what's going on so if you missed out on the first batch then uh, keep your ears listening to this podcast also keep an eye out on the Facebook group uh, yeah the Duck Hunters uh, and IGN UK Twitter probably put it on there yep yeah. also people have been writing in and asking whether it will be live streamed and it's looking at this point it's not going to be live streamed but the entire episode and a film version of it will go live the yes. following week yes, yes. so you, so you won't miss out if you're not there and yeah. Rich Bear Park will have left by then so hopefully there won't be any technical problems so. don't know thank you very much Easy. for listening yeah. uh, until next week bye 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 you intro it Kev okay you f***ing love yourself fucking <laughs> 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 do it <laughs> no alright Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.